it was really bad. I lived on the floor for many years. I was on disability, government disability. 600 bucks a month is all I got. Um, I actually found the video a couple days ago where I said to the camera, like, like a video diary to myself before I ever made a YouTube video or anything. I was like, well, I have $100 to my name. This is it. I better get better. <laughs> and I have the video. I was like, oh my gosh. What's up, my favorite critical thinkers? Today, we're talking to Nicole Arbor, social media royalty. In fact, yeah, she's got 2 billion views, but also an honorary star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame for her accomplishments in social media. We talk about Nicole being disabled in her 20s, her mission to cure chronic pain, getting bullied by Candace Owens, her experience in a protest for Iran, the Black Lives Matter scam, shaking your ass on Instagram. We get to all of it. But a quick shout out to everyone who bought tickets to my very first live event, November 5th at the Paradox Hotel, downtown Vancouver, the former Trump Hotel. We're going to get inspired by seven amazing guest speakers. And you know the drill. If you got tickets, I can't wait to see you there. But make sure you don't miss my next event. We might do a party. Who knows? Make sure you get on my email list. Go to kidcarson.com. Add your email in there so you get first dibs and don't miss the next event that we throw. Again, kidcarson.com for all the info. But right now, man, Nicole Arbor, are you kidding me? You you are the best friend we all need right now. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's you so mean? nice. You know, I've followed you for years, by the way. No. Yes, yes like kidding. for years. Well, you're like radio voice. Yeah. And you're Canadian. You're a Canadian yeah, girl. I listened to you yeah. all the time. Yeah. You're kidding me. That's so funny. No, like when I saw the, wow. the message come in and they were like, hey, uh, this is one of the podcasts that requested you. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's so dope. Yay. That's awesome. I was wondering how I got you. <laughs> well, because I've been fanning for you for years. Yay. I, I discovered you a couple years ago and following you and loving everything you're doing. And I love the whole go team thing. Yeah. Can we hear a little bit about your background? Like you, where, where in Canada were you from? Is it Vancouver? Uh, Hamilton. Oh, I'm a Hamilton. hammer girl. Yeah. So I'm from like Hamilton. Any Americans that listen, I always say it's like the equivalent of Detroit. Like that's, that's the Canadian yeah. equivalent of Detroit and uh, moved to Toronto in my late teens, went to Humber College. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to Humber College. Did you really? Yes. I started the dance team at Humber. I found out two days ago, there's like a big plaque of me on the wall because we were back to back national champions. Yeah. No I think I was like three or four years ahead of you. Dope. But uh, yeah, I went to radio. What did you take at Humber? Comedy, performance and Comedy. writing. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. I had a great time at Humber College. They were, they were good people to me. I loved it there. I was a security guard at Woodbine Center. Stop it. The mall yeah, with the big Ferris wheel in it. Yeah, I was a security guard. There. Like I was there all the time. I'm like, I'm, I must have seen you. There's no way I didn't. Like, that's I didn't do it for that go. long. Okay, but that's where we go to like no. get our Parasuco jeans, you know, like yeah, like, no, go to Stitches and oh yeah, yeah. it's hilarious. Oh, Stitches is awesome. like yeah, it was a big deal. Right. I loved it. Stitches was the best. So that's kind of where I'm from. And then I started on much. I was doing stand ups at the same time I was a Raptors cheerleader. So like right out of college, I was doing stand up. Wow. Right after the games, I'd run in my Raptors uh, warm up gear, go do stand up at Yuck Yucks. Ended up touring with Yuck Yucks, and I ended up on much eventually, much music. Canada's version of MTV on oh, yeah. video on trial and helping shape that show for years, which led to working with Molson Canadian and uh, Corona and all these dope brands and touring across the country with bands. And then I was in a car accident in 2008. Like, while, like, like this, while I was in the middle of shooting one of my first movies that I was a main role in, like a Hollywood movie. And mm. I ended up disabled for most of my 20s in bed for most of those years after that. 
So it was just oh like God. a pause on my whole life. What a wild life you were leading up until that point. I mean, you. I know. I don't. Um, I don't know the story of the accident. I've heard you mention that you were bedridden for a lot of your twenties. Can you tell us that story? What happened? What was that yeah. accident about? Okay, I'm about to go through like a really weird spot in my life, like now, like currently within the next three weeks it's going to get real weird for me because I'm actually diving into it with the public for the first time ever. And I mm. partnered with uh, Russell Brunson, who's notoriously the best in marketing in the whole world and the top doctors at the top head injury clinics that treat the guys in the UFC, the football NFL, and all the sports where you'd hurt your head, like NHL. And I created a course, uh, how to get people through chronic pain that every single major doctor has co-signed on. And I created this with my experience over the last, over the eight years and then going on getting treatment after that. And I'm literally about to like show people what I really look like during that time. Cause there's videos of it. It's not cute. It's like, it's mm -hmm. actually pretty disturbing for me to even watch back and see it. Like it's pretty disturbing but I got better and I know how to do it and I have to teach people how. So I made the decision a couple of months ago that I was like, Nicole, you can do whatever you want to in your life, be funny, go do movies. I have these cool offers coming in. You can do your podcast, you can do books, whatever. But if I don't pass on that info that I learned, mm. then it was for nothing. So I think it's about to be like the coolest project of my entire life. And like, this is like my opus. This is the Mr. Holland's opus moment about to come in the next three weeks. And I'm gonna show people the actual video diaries I took when I couldn't walk, when I was begging for doctors to give me something more than pills because I was getting, basically what happened, I was getting out of a taxi and we got rear-ended. So I was halfway out of the taxi on Spadina. Oh, oh and, my God. Uh, I was going to Echo Karaoke in Chinatown. Oh my God. I know, I just wanted to sing some NSYNC so bad. Um, yeah, and I was, and that's what I was doing. I had a rough day, that's what we were gonna go do. And I was halfway out of the taxi and we got rear-ended. And at the time, because there wasn't like blood flying out or anything, you don't think you're that injured, but it was all internal injuries, nerve injuries, uh, really bad head injury, uh, spine stuff, SI joints. So like where your hips connect to your, um, your leg. And I was so injured and had no idea for months because my head injury was so bad. So I just, I would do things like put my purse in the fridge and not know be in the shower with my clothes on and not know what was wrong. Yeah. Uh, keys were in the cupboard. I didn't know my address. That was like one of the scariest moments. I was sitting in a taxi and he was like, where are we going? And I, I didn't know the address and I could wow. picture my house, but I didn't know my own address. And it went from that to like severe chronic pain so bad that I would clench my teeth at night and I crushed my teeth in my sleep and swallowed them. Uh, what? Like, yeah, like I've been through some shit and I just didn't, I've kind of touched on it here and there, but frankly, it's kind of embarrassing, you know, as like a, a pretty girl to talk about the stuff that I actually went through over those years. But that's why I'm just at the point where I'm like, I got to suck it up because I have the solutions for people. And if I don't show them how bad it was, they're not going to trust me to know that I know what I'm doing to get them better without just like making it rain drugs on them, which is what all the doctors do now for people in chronic pain. So yeah. it was really bad. I lived on the floor for many years. I was on disability, government disability, 600 bucks a month is all I got. Um, I actually found the video a couple of days ago where I said to the camera, like, like a video diary to myself before I ever made a YouTube video or anything. I was like, well, 
I have a hundred dollars to my name. This is it. I better get better. <laughs> and I have the video. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to show this to people. This is wild. There's videos where my arms won't work because the injuries in my neck were so bad, the nerve damage and your nerves go down your arms. And so my hand was stuck like a claw for years. And then I couldn't use my arms. Like they felt too heavy to hold the Tim Hortons. I dropped a Tim Hortons in a video. It, it was wild. So that's, I guess, a lot of my backstory that people don't know. And I'm about oh to like, put it all out there. Having become a fan of yours just a couple of short years ago. Yeah. This seems so insane. It I can't even insane. imagine that you were that person you just described. I know. It's really weird. I almost feel like I've been lying to people a little bit because, you know, it's, it's way easier to like do your hair and do your makeup and like be happy and be funny and all these things and even be aggressive and be like a badass, whatever. That's just easy. That's actually so easy being mm. real about that stuff and what I had to go through there and what I continue to go through with different behind the scenes stuff, way harder, way harder. And I've told this story a couple of times, but in my dear fat people video that I put out a couple of years back, I took out the part of the video where I say as someone who was disabled and X, Y, Z, all I wanted was a body that worked. I took that part out because I knew the video wouldn't go viral. If I let people humanize me, I had to be the villain for that mm. message to get out there, but it worked. So many people got so mad that they lost weight and started eating healthy. <laughs> So it oh, worked. And the view and everything. Oh yeah. It was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I checked them. It worked. Um, yeah. But this time I, I don't even have to trick you. I'll just show you. I'm just going to show people exactly what happened and what I went through. And I'm not sure if you've ever been through anything like that, but the challenges that people face, if you're, let's say in an accident with the insurance companies, the tricks they play on you, the, your doctor will say you need 15 treatments of say physio, the insurance company will give you three. And you can't get better without 15, but they're like, we only approved three. And then it just prolongs how long you're in bed. Like I went four years without getting proper treatment because of the way that the medical system works. And wow. it was nuts. But like me saying that I have the freaking solutions and I'm so, I'm so confident in it that I had to like make a deal with the people that helped me with the course. I'm like, I want to give people their money back if they don't feel better. hundred percent, all of it, take all your money. I don't care. And they're like, wow. you sure? I'm like, all of it. You get every penny, take it. Because I know I'm going to get a video testimonial from every freaking person who does this. And I'm going to get people better. And Big Pharma is going to be really mad at me. <laughs> right. That's, oh, I love that. <laughs> it's really powerful. The fact that you've risen to a place where so many people aspire to want to be like, um, just in positivity and yeah. in success, you know, both to then come back and, and actually say, actually, it's, <laughs> It's not as easy as you think like what I had to go through. Is this like a course? Well, I'm calling yeah. it a challenge. It's the pain-free by 23, like 2023 challenge, starting it in November. And if you follow it as, as it goes, if you follow it exactly by Christmas, your pain is going to be way reduced, like way reduced. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's that. It's a course. So it's seven weeks long and you get new videos, like a new chapter unlocked each week. And you have to do it in the order that it's given. And then if you do, you're going to feel way better. And then I jump on, I'm going to be doing lives with people who are in the course, talking you through it. Cause it's not easy. I'm not going to pretend it's easy, but you will feel so much better at the end of it. You'll have your life back. So I feel pretty good. So, so these are people who have been like severely injured or is it just anyone who needs like to anybody in chronic? Their lives? 
Anyone in chronic this, pain? This one is specifically for chronic pain. I've done Go okay. Team Academy before. I think I'm going to post a video up of one of the grads of Go Team Academy because I saw him recently and he he's crushing at life. So it's really exciting. Um, yeah, this one specifically is for pain, chronic pain. It could have been an accident. It could be an injury. It could be you were serving in the military and you were carrying that heavy gear every day, which hurts your spine. There's I've heard that so much. Um, head injuries, whatever it might be. Any chronic pain, I can help you reduce it. Oh, that's so cool. I'm a, you're, you're, I'm a self-made scientist. Yeah. Self-made scientist, yes. We need more of those, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, right? Um, so you were, your keys were in the cupboard. You're showering with your clothes, clothes on. on. Yep. When, when was the moment you're like, holy shit, something's not right here? Is it someone who says something to you or is it a, a moment of self-awareness? Uh, I knew something was really, cause like you just keep going on your day. Like, oh, I'm in pain. That's okay. Oh, I have a head injury. That's okay. Oh, I, I'll get better. I'll get better. But it was years into it when I didn't know my address is when I went, uh-oh. And I had, mm. I had troubles finding words, which is wild now. Cause I like use words from a job. Um, but I struggled with words and finding words. So I'd be like, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to call him on my, my um what's this they're like a phone i'm like but my phone i couldn't find simple words it was so mm. strange or i would say things in reverse and i was like oh uh oh nicole but there was like the voice in my own head though that knew that something was wrong so mm. it was it was really interesting to like live that to be like i'm there's two people in you because there's your body and then separate from that was the voice in my head that's me that's like hey nicole something's wrong you just said those words in reverse, <laughs> you know, that's wild. And then, so it was wild. How, I can't explain it any other way. <laughs> I know it's, um, I didn't realize the severity of what you had gone through. This is unbelievable. What was the first step? I don't know. I know you're going to break this all out to everyone, Yeah, yeah. Um, but can you give us a little teaser of like what that was like to start that journey? Like, who do you call at that point? Did you, had, had you, lost, had you lost faith in going to a doctor? Like who was the person that helped you? Yeah, I did lose faith in the doctors and again, like the last few weeks has been like super like emotional and wild for me. Cause I had to go through those old videos and I didn't go through them before this because it, I just knew it'd be too hard to watch them. And I was watching them and there was a moment where I'm like, I've been trying. I did everything. The doctor said everything for this many years and they don't care. They don't care. You're, you are a 15 minute time slot to your doctors. That's all you are. And they are only trained at this point. Most, most MDs, to prescribe something and get you out of there as fast as possible. So they get the next person in and they get the next paycheck, especially if it's like in Canada with the government. So the first thing I did, I had like my darkest night, I call it, because I was at the pain point where I was told I was never going to get better. I got disability for life. And I was thinking of committing suicide just because I needed the pain to stop. Not because I don't love life. I love life. But I just needed that stop. And I got really mad. I heard the little voice of God in my head. I always say, and he sounded like Denzel Washington. <laughs> I've, I've told the story like a bunch of times, but I can remember it like clear as day. And he was like, it's not time to give up. It's time to get up. Like he was like a coach in my head. And I took myself to Indigo bookstore. I think it was Indigo. Yep. And with the tiny little bit of money I had, which was like change, I bought a Louise Hay book called You Can Heal Your Life and like a little scented candle and one other book. And I just started on the mindset stuff. But 
in the program, what I realized has to go first mindset. This is why um, some people have already been like, why don't you give it up for free? I'm like, no, because if you don't invest something into it, you won't stick to it. Like there has to be a trade, like psychologically, I had to pay money to do things for me to force myself to get into it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So that's part of like, that to me is step one is them investing in the course. It's not even that much. I had to argue with people. I'm like, no, 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 bring it down, bring it down. When you are disabled, you don't have a lot of money. Um, so yeah, that's step one is like investing in it and being like, yes, I'm going to force myself to get better. The very first chapter is on nutrition. It's on what you have to put in your body so that your body can actually heal. Inflammation can go down and you're going to be ready to go to the next phases of actually healing yourself and getting better. Because if we're eating all the foods that are causing inflammation, if we're taking pills that are causing inflammation, if we're just doing all sorts of things, not drinking enough water is such a simple one, but if we don't do it, you can't heal your nerves or muscles. You just physically can't. So if we have to start at the very bottom, I teach everybody the nutrition hacks that I learned from taking a ton of courses and working with a ton of doctors and nutritionists. And then we start there. So that's level one. Yeah. Wow. Your eyes are like this right now. I think everybody's yeah. eyes are going to be like that because nobody really knows that I went through this. So it's going to be I, crazy. Well, and neither did I. I mean, I just knew that you were in an accident and I, I yeah. didn't know this conversation would go here. And oh my God, you are, you are giving back such a huge thing because chronic pain is a, is a huge thing. I don't know the Canadian stat yet, but 40 million Americans, American adults are currently suffering chronic pain. That's insane. That means the medical system doesn't work. So let's fix it. And I, I really like, with, I, I would bet everything and I am betting everything that this works and I will get people better faster than doctors will. It's like, hmm. that's just my bet. I was like, they haven't actually lived it. I have, I put myself in clinical trials, like actually like with the head injury clinics and all these different places. I was like, I need to learn this. I need to learn what happened to me so that I know and understand how to get better. And I, yeah, I participated in clinical trials. I went to every head injury clinic there was. I worked with the doctors who treat the NHL athletes. I worked with all sorts of different people. And this is my offering to the world. Oh, <laughs> I didn't so think this cool. combo would go here either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, I think people are gonna be so inspired the fact that you were that injured. And now it's like, you're, you're, you're like a superhuman. Do you know what I mean? Thanks. I think so like too. You're firing in all cylinders, sharp and funny and witty. And like, I was actually trying to think of before we jumped on the call, I'm like, how would I describe like, cause I was a friend of mine was like, Oh, who are you, who are you chatting with today? I'm like Nicole Arbor. And I tried to describe who you were because he didn't uh, recognize your name right off the, the bat. And I said, she's kind of like, um, like a cheerleader for like the logical thinker. Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Can I have that? Yeah. Take it. Take That's it. so good. A cheerleader for the logical thinker. I love that thing. Because cheerleader symbolizes like the energy and the go team, right? Yes. And like, it's funny that I guess you're apparently a controversial uh, comedian is one of your titles, but like, but I know, but it's like people who are fans of yours are like, she's not controversial. She's just saying. She's just like the saying logical shit. that makes sense in order. Yeah. She's yeah. saying what makes sense. Um, so anyways, that's how I describe you, the cheerleader of the, for the logical thinker, because a lot of logical <laughs> thinkers now are demonized or sort of like made to feel like we're, we're the idiots. And it's like, wait yep. a second. No, I think I'm being logical. 
How do you stand up to some of that criticism that, that's happened over the years? You've been through it all and you still shine so bright. What is your secret? What can we learn from you? What's the takeaway? Well, a lot of it, I've always been like this. Like I've gotten in trouble since I was a kid. And I remember getting kicked out of religion class because my teacher was getting mad or like being rude to a student who was clearly gay. Like he was clearly gay since we were kids. There was nothing straight about this kid. And she was saying things about like, if you're gay, you're going to hell, all these different things. And I'm like, um, actually there's homosexuality in the Bible. And she's like, no, there isn't. And I was like, there is. So I did my ISU that year on homosexuality in Christianity and all the times you can find it in the Bible and in stories and whatever. And she threw the book and she threw me out of class. Yeah. She threw me out of class. I had to go to the principal's office and uh, they ended up getting another teacher to market, but like, I've always been like this. So like, I've always kind of been in shit for telling the truth. So that I'm used to. The only thing to be honest with you, like that I wasn't used to is people making up lies about me. That part was weird and it won't ever be not weird because I've had like huge news outlets just make up pure lies. They made up a lie a couple of years ago that I was fired from a movie. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody cared that it wasn't true. They're like, how dare you say that thing that's the opposite of what we want to use humans to make money off of, which is essentially what I've done. Like, I'm like, hey, maybe Big Pharma isn't great. So the people sponsored by Big Pharma will make up stories about me. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's wild. Yeah, right. but that part's weird. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, am I going to let stories that someone's made up about me change my whole life when I've actually been through hardship? Yeah. You know, I have to keep going, you know? How did you get to that place? Because a lot of people are experiencing that even on a smaller level. And I think like I have a 17-year-old stepdaughter mm -hmm. who I met when she was four and a half. And yeah. now to see her from this cute little girl to like um, this beautiful young woman and she's, you know, she doesn't get bullied or anything, but like some of her class, you know, people that, you know, in that circle, you hear stories of people who get lies told about them on social media and it really, really, it hurts. So from someone who, who has had some of those attacks on a huge scale globally, yeah, how'd you get to the place where, where you can say that to yourself? Like, oh, am I going to let this hold me down or, or, you know? I'm not going to pretend it hasn't hurt because it has hurt. Uh, I like throughout the years, um, it's the lies that hurt because you're like, Hey, I work my butt off. I'm a nice person. I do X, Y, Z. I've never done any of those things you've said I'm doing. You are trying to rewrite, excuse me, rewrite my life story. That's unfair. That's unjust. And I just go out there and I'm like, no, I'm not going to let you hijack my life story. If anyone's going to tell it, it's going to be me. And I just keep that going in my head. And I actually saw Adele talk something about that too. She doesn't like mm. being famous. And to be real, like, I don't really like that part of the job either. It's not like, I don't like that. I don't need that attention. I just like doing the actual thing. Um, mm. But I saw Adele be like, no, I'm going to tell my story. You're not going to steal and hijack it. So I'm like, yeah, you're not going to steal my, my shit and hijack it. I actually had Candace Owens make up a whole bunch of lies about me last year when she was mad that I out-debated her on her own show. And she edited the show, pretended that I stormed off. Um, and uh, there's an actual clip where I said, hey, I just want to prove to people that you can get bullied by Candace Owens and survive. I'm going to keep going, Candace. I know you're going to smear me after this. And she did. She did it for like a week. She just made up or spread lie after lie after lie to millions of people about me because she was embarrassed. And uh, I just kept going. 
So it was like, oh, wow, there's millions of people who think lies about me now. Well, better keep going. <laughs> like, you just got to keep going. You can survive <clears throat> being mass bullied by people online. You can't. You just keep it moving. See, it's funny because I would think that you guys would be on the same team. We were like, until just... she saw me as a challenge. She doesn't uh, seem to huh. like other women is what I've observed. Um, okay. She went after like Tommy Lahren. She went after, um, she's gone after Kim Kardashian. She goes after Taylor Swift. She goes after um, Kim Klasik, who's also a gorgeous um, black woman that's in politics on the Republican side. Very intelligent woman. Um, she just is a mean girl. It's like the high school mean girl was given a really big platform by Daily Wire, and now she's going buck wild and trying to take out any other girl. This is, seriously, people will see it. Like, she is the textbook mean girl. It's, they'll see it eventually. She just went after Taylor Swift yesterday for no reason, mocking her lyrics. And I'm like, bitch, stop. When have you ever written a song ever? This girl right. is the number one songwriter in our generation. She has made more hits for people than anybody else. And she started doing it when she was a young teen with frizzy hair and a little guitar. Shut the fuck up. Like, step down, mean girl. You're just like, you just seem stupid now. But uh, yeah, our debate was on cancel culture. She was going after Chrissy Teigen and saying, we need to cancel her. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. No, no, we don't do that. That's what those people do inherently at our core we have said we are not for cancel culture so you flipping it around being like well we're going to cancel her because we don't like her she did a thing i don't like which i agree she did some douchey stuff no you can't you can't be like well we're going to do the exact same thing that we say we are not about so i made a little video that was like cancel culture is for pussies period and i still believe that i don't believe mm -hmm. in canceling people um if someone breaks the law put them in jail whatever but don't just cancel. And she was so mad at me that she went on a smear campaign. And yeah, she just tried to smear my whole career, spread lies about me, all sorts of crazy stuff because I stood up and went, no, we don't do cancel culture. So the fucking irony of her turning around and trying to cancel me after that, yeah. damn. Like, oh. it's just so bad. For me, the cancel culture thing is like almost, you know, there's comparisons to where we could be going in North America and the, the Chinese Communist Party that's happening over there that were steered in that direction with social credit score and all that stuff that I know you're, you're yeah. totally down. I feel like the cancel culture thing is setting us up mentally and the next generation mentally to accept that people will just be disappeared. Yeah, it's kind of Holocausty you know? to me. It's a little, hmm. it gets, cancel culture gets a little Holocausty to me, which is why I'm just against it, period. If there's something to say about someone, if someone did something wrong, if whatever, cool, say it. If you're just trying to point fingers at someone to make yourself look virtuous, shut the fuck up. We all do bad things. We all like, mm. we've all messed up in our lives. We all do stupid shit. If it's a private matter, keep it private. If it's something that matters to the public, you can say it out loud. But the calling of canceling people, no matter what, it feels a little Holocausty to me. And I think that we're uh, trying to ingrain that into the next generation, like you said that it's okay no. for people to disappear. Well, they did a bad thing, they need to go. And it's like, no, 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 no. We've been through this as a human right. nature. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work out ever. And you know, China and the Koreas are like, hey, maybe don't do that, you know? And like most people don't really think of a shit. It's like it really, it's like bots in a tiny group of loud, angry people 
And then the illusion is painted that everyone, this idea that everyone is hating this person. It's like, no, actually no one really cares. I had like a cool, fun experience. I was in Salem, Massachusetts a couple weeks ago because it was on my bucket list to go to Salem for Halloween. Like how oh, many times? Oh, it was so good. Okay, so I was at a bar in this like tiny old, old pub in this old creepy haunted hotel. And I'm just sitting there with a friend having drinks and some girl, some girl comes up to us and she has like ghost hunter equipment. I'm like, dope, are you looking for ghosts? And we just start chatting and she buys me and my friend a drink cause we're all having a good time. And um, we're just chatting away. I eventually go to the washroom. When I come back, she's like, you're not. I'm like, I'm not what? She goes, are you, you're fucking Nicole Arbor. And I'm like, oh yeah, what up? Nice to meet you. And she's like, oh my God. And she starts flipping out. And then she's like, I've been following you for years, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you were canceled. I'm like, I wasn't them right here. And she goes, well, like that you got canceled, right? Like what happened? I'm like, nothing. The next day, everything was the same. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, it does. It doesn't actually do anything when you're just like, oh, you're canceled. Like, no, I wasn't. I'm still here. Look at me getting drunk with you at the bar in Salem. Like I'm having a great time. It's different yeah. when you like take away people's bank accounts or take them off this platform or that platform. I think there's a difference. I think Andrew Tate uh, was not following the terms and conditions of the social media platforms. Uh, I don't have to agree with him. I don't agree. I think he's just a little douchebag who's really loud um, and had some good points in there, but mostly I think he's a douche and the stuff he says about women is gross. Um, but yeah, some of the stuff when he was promoting violence to women with the actual words he said, I'm like, oh, terms and conditions, bro that it's not that they're saying they don't agree with you. Those are terms and conditions that you're violating. So they're going to take you off the platform. There's a difference of that and just taking someone down because you don't like what they're saying, which mm. I, I really don't agree with. I think everybody should say whatever they want and, and that's okay. As long as it's not like committing a crime or like trying to aim people to do violence against someone or whatever that might be. Yeah. Let it go. Just let it go. The terms and conditions get weird when some of those terms or conditions are like, don't spread misinformation. Oh yeah. That's a, so like, where's the line? It's so weird, right? Yeah. There's misinformation at this point. I love that. It's like, wah, wah. Yeah. Let's just, whatever. That's not even real. Uh, misinformation used to be a fact that you're pretending is a fact, but it's untrue. That is misinformation. I'm uneducating you <laughs> with misinformation, no. miseducating you. Words are hard right now, whatever. I've had head injuries. Okay. Um, but the difference is now misinformation could be, you're saying an opinion that I find is uncomfortable, or you're saying something I disagree with, or mm -hmm. as we all saw during COVID. And I talk about this in the first episode of my show that's coming out. Um, yeah, we all had very specific things we were told are true about COVID and the vaccines, which have turned out to be not true. So a lot of times people were flagged for misinformation, but they were just early. <laughs> like Einstein was early. You know, the theory of relativity was early. The theory of flight was early. The theory of, um, what is it? Freaking gravity was, that was early. Everybody thought Thomas Edison was crazy. He was just early. So if all the people who are forward thinkers are dubbed as misinformation and crazy, we're never going to continue to elevate in the world as a population of humanity. Wow, I'm smarter than I look. 
<laughs> not true. Not true. So, what, do you think the, what do you think the next thing is that people think is bullshit that is about to come out and go, ha, and that your, your next Nicole told you so. What's the next thing? I mean, I'm sure that you're lining them up because there's so many things I going on right now. I hate saying it, but it's true. And I know it's true. There's, th there's two main ones, two main ones. First one is we are real close to nuclear war. We are the closest we've ever been in our lifetime. That is a really big juice box, sir. It's a gallon. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. You are so hydrated. There you go. You're hydrated as fuck. Uh, you're actually like 95, but you just look good because you're hydrated. Um, the first one, yeah, is that we are the closest we've ever been to nuclear war and that um, we do need like really strong, almost, almost assholey leaders in America right now. Like just ones that are just, they're not going to bend. They don't give a shit about cancel culture. They don't care about trans. They don't care about any of like the, the outsider lying issues right now. Cause the number one issue is if we're incinerated, none of that matters. Like, hmm. cause that's what happens now. It's not nuclear fallout anymore. It's like zap and it just, we disintegrate and yeah. we're really close. So it really matters that we get people in who we might not even agree with personality wise, but they can stand up to other world leaders and get that shit done. So that's one. Um, Cause like China and Russia are eyeing North America and they know that we have oil and they know that if they shut us down and they take over the superpowers, the American dollar falls, Canadian dollar falls, we're fucked. So that is my one. The old man isn't going to do it. Mm, no, no. We, yeah. we got to just get him some depends, put him on an island, say thank you for your service, give him a cocktail yeah. and yeah. his time is done. He's gotten us into a lot of trouble like a lot of trouble uh not into the whole war thing i'm not into it like the draft is starting did you know that no they started the draft what? yeah it's called the selective service in america uh you have to register your kids i believe it's 16 and up but it might be 18 and up like it's the draft is coming back in america so you have to register and selective service is right there it's that's like a creepy term too. It feels very Hunger Games, but yeah, it's real. Service. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Welcome it does. to the select. I'm, like a reality see, show. I were helping run the military, which I might one day, let's just be honest. Um, I would say we get all those kids who are playing Call of Duty and those are the guys running our drones. I want the top video game teams. I want, yeah, that's who I want is like, let's go ah. get all the top video game teams. They're the ones running our drones for us. Beat them. I know you can't. They already win the world championships so then we're not fighting hand-to-hand -hand combat we're letting our nerds compete with your nerds and then i don't know why we let the hackers be shipped to other countries no once you catch a hacker be like ah well played you got us and now we hire yeah. you that's what you should do <laughs> that's what they did after world war ii they operation paperclip they brought these the russia and, and the states split up the nazis and said, you take half the Nazi scientists, we'll take the other half. And they founded like, I don't want to get all conspiracy, but they founded yeah. like NASA and CIA and all that stuff. Why aren't we doing that now with the hackers? I don't know. <laughs> that would be smart. Like not a big fan of the Nazi scientists because of the crimes against humanity thing, but you know, taking that part out of it, they were very good at their jobs. So use like it's, I've been, I've said this, I think it's been four years. I've been saying we have to start a suicide squad. Like, of all of our crazy evil geniuses get them ready to go because russia teaming up with anybody is not good so that's my one 
theory over there. Okay, okay one the theory. Other, the other is a really big one. And I have an episode coming out on this too, is I'm really sick of the ADHD narrative. It's mm. driving me crazy. It's become a trend on TikTok and on Instagram. And it's cool to be like, like I'm an ADHD influencer. And they're like, did you really get in a fight with your boyfriend? Or do you love having a hit of dopamine? And it's like, like this, if you have ADHD too, and you do this. And it's like, no, that's not a thing. ADHD was created by the pharma companies. Uh, it's a term that was coined, and I believe copywritten by pharma companies as a way to push drugs. ADD and ADHD did not exist. It was just a way for them to use a drug that they had created for something else that way. And they're like, oh, it's my brain chemistry. And I'm like, did your doctor measure your brain chemistry? How did they do that? Did they chop your head open? What? There is no current test to measure your brain chemicals in that way. And I know for a F in fact, your doctor didn't do it, whatever ones are existing. So there is just this whole thing where we're drugging people. North America is the most drugged out section of the earth. It doesn't make any sense. So I think that will come to the forefront soon. People will start realizing the side effects of all those drugs and all the things that people are doing are really bad. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to fix it sooner than later. <laughs> have, you been, have you been going down a holistic path the last few years since your yeah, experience? Well, that's, that's what got injury? me better. That's what yeah. got me better is um, getting myself off all the drugs. And I don't like ever recommend people just cold turkey, anything. Don't do that. Talk about how to wean yourself off because there are side effects to doing that. Um, mm. But yeah, like even I'm going to sound dorky, but I don't care. Everybody's sick right now. I felt like that night before you get super sick vibe, you know, then you're like, uh oh, I'm gonna wake up really sick. I just did this. It's called On Guard. I put two drops of it under my tongue. We we'll give it to our kids. We we'll give this to our really? kids. The company's called um, something Terra or yeah, yeah. Use so that. I partnered with them this year, and I put two drops of that under my tongue before bed, and I gargle with the mouthwash, the Terra mouthwash, the On Guard mm. one. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, ooh, I was fine. We put in little rollers and we um, put it on our the, the bottom of our kids' feet. Yes, that works too. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that! I love that you're on the DoTerra train. We both went to Humber College and we both rub oil on each other. Yeah. <laughs> on, on ourselves. Hey, I don't know you like that yet, but what ifs? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what you we said a second ago uh, struck a chord with me when we're talking about getting like a label or a diagnosis, and you sort of, mm. I find there's this interesting thing going on where the more of a victim you can be painted as it's like the more special it makes you exactly they do think it you're 100 mm. percent right like i am trans i am i am a bi trans um whatever whittle dick uh wearing a sticker that says she shim fee fi fo fum um on thursdays call me kim um on tuesdays i screw on a penis on friday on third every other thursday i'm a dinosaur and those are my pronouns, call me by them, or you're a bad person. Um, what you're just doing is trying to get attention for not doing anything worth attention. Mm. I don't have to give anybody attention because they are a man or a woman. I don't have to give anybody attention because they're gay, straight, bi, anything in between. That's your sexuality, and I don't have to give a fuck, and I don't. What else do you got? Like, what do you contribute mm. to the world? other than crying about not getting attention for whatever hole you like to put things in or whatever body part you want. It's like, uh, don't, don't judge me for being this person, but I want that to be my entire identity. Like it exactly. doesn't, 
makes sense. <laughs> exactly. It's stupid. And I see it as no different from, you know, I love boobies. Boobies are wonderful. Yay, girls, bodies, voluptuous, whatever. I'm my thoughts have even changed on that or evolved over the years. But when I see girls getting those massive oversized implants and then the lip injections this big, you go, okay, you're trying to get attention for that. I see them in the exact same category as the people being like, call me this pronoun this day, this, this day, this, that day. Uh, I'm doing this to my body. It's just like, hey, none of this actually matters or makes you a, a good person. What else you got? That's just the wrapping paper. And if you're obsessed with the wrapping paper, it makes me think there's not that much inside. So mm. what else you got? I just don't care, I, you know? Why is that your entire thing? You're trying to distract me. It's like, it's, right? it's an insecurity. It's then we can't, we can't fix things like this unless we're honest and have honest conversations because mm. I genuinely want everybody to be happy. And if you're gay, bi, uh, feel like you were born in the wrong body and you want to transition i'm not even opposed to that but what i do think is messed up is pretending that dudes can get pregnant because they can't and i'm not going to play stupid with you just because it's politically correct that's not how how could that be politically correct to play stupid that's not politically correct and i'm not doing it so those the, yeah. i do have very specific lines it's like you can be kind and loving and supportive and want people to be happy and even explore if you want to explore sexuality or whatever yeah 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 life be a human um but it's when you're trying to tell me tr untrue things are true that i'm just gonna go no <laughs> mm -mm. you did a great post about this um a, a couple days ago like two things can coexist oh, multiple oh, things can be true at once yeah can you review that that was awesome i love sure. that thanks um you know i'll find it it's like multiple things can be true at once because you know everybody was fighting about george floyd again and that's just like an unfortunate situation all around there's no other way like not even to downplay it like it's a really sad unfortunate gross situation all around and i think that we have been purposefully divided into pick a team pick a side and that's where you have to stay and that's never where any intellectual people have lived ever. They've never been like, I pick a side on everything. And this is where I stay is in here. And anything this group believes is what I believe. Ha ha. That's not where smart people go. Smart people always go here and try and find facts and are okay with being wrong and learning and exploring and hypotheses and whatever. So my thoughts on that were face ID. Okay. Um, multiple things can be true at once. George Floyd was on drugs that may have caused his death because that could be true. An officer kneeling on him caused stress that may have caused a heart attack or during an OD. The officer was wrong to kneel on a neck. Black lives do matter, but BLM was a scam. Hmm. So all of those things I believe can be true. And pretending that it has to be one or the other is why we're fighting. Because uh, have black people been systemically oppressed in America and Canada, I, I think to a degree, uh, since our, we, our modern history, yeah. And, you know, people can be like, you have the same opportunities as everybody right now. And it's like, well, if you were born in Compton and you're growing up with one parent and you can't even go to school because it's too dangerous and you might be killed and you might get shot and you got to get into a gang for protection, you're not coming from the same place that someone from Forest Hill is from, you know, mm, like it's not right. the same and pretending it's the same is a lie. 
but there has to come a time where we go okay the so many black men are in prison right now because of marijuana charges still so we broke up those families now it's a single parent family now those kids don't have the same advantages because marijuana which is now legal and should have always been legal uh like really get them out of there fix it up that's true that black people don't have the same um let's say advantages just historically as white people because of our history at the same time all police officers aren't bad their job is psychotically stressful like shout out to the guys and girls in blue because i don't know how they do it like you're going to work knowing that you're going to get ptsd it's like the military like you don't know on any given day what your job's going to entail and i think it's super brave and i think it's they're awesome and that they must have a lot of ptsd and stress responses so they got to get trained properly that's a real thing too and there has to be something that comes in the middle that black people don't have to feel scared of just being the color of their skin and police don't have to feel scared that they're going to get shot at and that they can do their jobs and that they're not vilified every time they do their job if the person is a certain color skin or whatever it just and you know nobody wanted george floyd to die uh i'm gonna call out candace owens again sure uh, we might have discovered that he had done bad things in the past, but that doesn't equal murder him in the street, no matter what. Um, and he did die in the street. Was it an overdose or was it on the neck? There's been medical reports I've seen that say both. But the whole, the whole thing is that we can all agree it was a bad situation. Anybody who says the opposite, probably not a good person. Um, and then from there, we can all go on and move forward together like we all can agree that blm the foundation or the charity was a scam and they kept the money i called that out two years ago and that's unfortunate because black lives do matter and they need some help to even things out and yeah i'm, I'm just, I'm just the, going off on rants right now so you got to stop me because i'll just keep talking no i love it i know i know we don't have all day with you but um i, I the whole idea that like a scam can just blow up like that and to become a huge thing is i guess because we are just so into this virtual signaling thing right like there's a there's a problem with that where we just see everyone else putting a black square or posting something in their profile and then we all have to just do it just so we feel like we're also a, a good person like yeah that's two-sided too though because i get that you want to support so something wild happened i was in toronto a couple days ago and i was just walking down um, Avenue Bay Street and some people were chanting and they came walking towards my right and they had some signs and some Iran flags and I'm like oh yeah all right cool there's a tiny little protest then suddenly they turned so now I'm in the middle of them and I'm like like literally in the middle they were all around me I'm like oh well suddenly I'm in an Iranian protest okay I'm just gonna walk with them and they were screaming at the top of their lungs and you could like feel there was like pain in their screams and my gut instinct, the first instinct was like, okay, get out of this, this is awkward. And I'm like, no, sit in this with them for a second, feel what this feels like. Suddenly there was hundreds, if not thousands of people on the street. Like, so they were walking to join the big protest. And suddenly wow. I was in the big protest with them and I was reading their signs and I was hearing what they were saying. And I was like, oh, okay. This is the experience that they're experiencing interesting and i chatted with a bunch of them about like what's going on what it means to them i saw old women like old take off their hair scarves and throw them in the garbage in downtown toronto 
And I was like, whoo, chills. Like, this yeah. is a movement. They're like, this is real. This is real for them. I get it. So I understand when people want to help when they see something like that or like the Black Lives Matter. Um, same thing when Black Lives Matter was doing the stuff through the streets and everything. I get wanting to help, but then there's the, I'm going to blindly give money and companies blindly giving millions of dollars when it took me two clicks to go on their website and realize they don't have any programs. They don't have anybody. They're just selling t-shirts. And mm. where's the money going? They don't have a plan. They don't even have a treasurer. And I, I identified that two years earlier. So there's like good intentions, but then there's misdirected funds and misdirected energy. It would have been so much better to literally walk out and hand that money to black families, like literally, or go to black businesses and give them that money. I think it would have actually solved some problems, especially during COVID. Like during COVID, if they took all that BLM money and gave it directly to black owned businesses, we would have seen a leveling off. It would have been awesome. Yeah, they, they bought mansions instead. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Just go get a mansion, uh, asshole. Yeah. No, like I, I like the idea that you just you you sat in that that protest and sort of just uh, took it all in because um, a, it, yeah, what's happening in Iran is like wild and but also the idea that uh, and you're Canadian, so I think you you would get this is that in can, Canadians were so like polite and we're almost trained to like when we see a a protest we go oh we don't want to ruffle any feathers we're almost trained subconsciously i feel yeah to like distance ourselves from any like protest and they're being loud and for yeah. real and you know i did hear some people passing by being like what are they doing what can we even do here what's the doing this here gonna do flat pressure applied even like across a surface still squishes so think of a mm -hmm. plank if you put one rock in the middle yeah that's one thing and you're laying underneath it but if you continue to apply rocks all over the plank, eventually it's going to get heavy. So I still believe that something like that protest works and energy is, can't be destroyed. So energy is energy. That's just, we all know physics. Um, energy matters. So literally, oh, that was a nerdy joke. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> energy matters. That was so nerdy. I win five five nerd points. Um, yeah, I do think it does matter that people raise their voices against obvious atrocities, like killing women because their hair follicles were showing. Like, come on, we're not Can we're we not go back to something silly. Yeah, Can we go back to something silly. You said a few minutes ago, Always. and I'm thinking about it because I'm a uh, guy and I'm just weird like that. You said something about boobs, and then you I said, knew you were gonna go back to boobies. <laughs> One second, Here, let me just. There we go. The girls are out like, combat. I changed my mind about those. I'm like, oh, what did she mean by that? She was oh. pro or anti-boob, and then you you changed your mind? Please tell me. Oh, okay. Actually, I've changed my mind on like OnlyFans and that stuff. I've ripped, I've ripped on like those girls and the Insta models for years. Uh, just because like I think girls should be hot, sexy, but make sure you're something else too. Like that's mm -hmm. my whole thing. Be hot, be sexy, but be something else too. And it was making me like, what the fuck, girls? Like, all you're doing is showing your like your newly bleached anus in a thong on Instagram and going, why did I get flagged again? Why am I getting oppressed? And I'm like, you're not oppressed. You're fine, Kayla, two, three, five. Why are men treating me like I'm an object? Just because every time I go on a date, I demand a new purse. Well, because you're acting like you're a transaction. That's why. Um, but I do see something that I missed. And 
it's about like the OnlyFans culture that especially came out during COVID. And I think it's kind of great in a way because girls who were doing sex work, not that I want them to do that, but they're a lot safer doing it online and they're protected. There's no pimp, there's no whatever, they're online. Girls who were maybe stripping and putting themselves in unsafe positions, they're way safe, excuse me, way safer online. And girls who just like want to feel sexy and want to whatever, and they have the boobies and they're like, I want to feel hot. They're safer doing that there than doing that somewhere in person or even posting that on their Instagram. I think we should take that a lot of that out of Instagram and just leave it over there for the adults, you know? So mm. that, that's how I, I changed my mind on the boobies. Like there's a line too of like, like get it girl. Yes, you look hot, you look feisty. I want girls to feel sexy and hot and like embrace your sexuality and like, yeah, because the opposite of that is killing them for their hair follicles. So I think Thanks. we have to be smart and not go the far opposite side and be like, wear a blouse and you're an unpure charlatan, whatever you, you hook a, if you're right. showing cleavage or you're whatever, or if you're twerking in a music video, even like that's part of a certain culture. If you're not part of that culture, just turn it off. Um, right. There's that side, but remember, always keep in mind that the opposite is that. So we got to let people have fun in the middle, you know? You came out with a big message. I can't remember it was the last year, the last couple of years is all like a big blur uh, in terms of timeline. But I remember you you kind of disappeared for a little bit on social media because yeah. you were super active. Yeah. And I do remember a moment where you came back and you said something like, I'm back. Um, and you had a, a message that was something like, and I'm paraphrasing, yeah. good thing we have you on the line, you can explain it to us. Something <laughs> like, it was the intent of, hey, you want to show your ass? Well, what's the intent? Are you just showing your ass just for clicks and likes, yeah. Like, are you doing it because you're 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 stepping in your own power and you're embracing your sexuality, or are you just doing it for the follows and the likes? And you had a message about that, and I really respected it. Thanks. I think well, we just got to be honest with ourselves. Like when you're posting something, you're like, am I posting this because I don't feel good about myself today? Some guy broke up with me, or I feel lonely, or he didn't text me back, or um, maybe I, I lost this job or whatever. I'm just feeling insecure. So I'm posting this to get a hit of you're, you're, I think you're hot, you're hot, you're hot. Or am I posting this because I have something to say, or I feel great, or I've been working out, or I'm just whatever, feeling good. It's the energy difference of, ah, eh, or hmm, like, give mm. me attention or hi, this is me. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you can feel it when you're scrolling through feeds. You can feel if a girl's like, give me your attention, please. I need it. I need this hit of dopamine. I don't know my dad, you know, or right. <laughs> like legit, or if it's like a, hi, you know, mm -hmm. and you are very like, hi, here I am. I hope to be, I've yeah. posted some yeah. thirst traps before that after I was like, oh, that's not the right message. Nicole, take that shit down. And then I did listen to the conversations I have in my head. Remember, I was disabled. I got really good at talking in my own head. Um, let's talk about your podcast is coming out. I know this is something you've been yeah. So tell, what's this going to be? I, 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 you're going to talk to different people and explore what? I'm freaking pumped. So again, this comes back from when I was disabled. So the show's called The Arbor Effect. It is everywhere right now. Arbor Effect, like AA. So it's affect. Um, you can find that anywhere right now. And uh, it comes out in about a week time. So I'm really freaking pumped. And back to when I was disabled, I made a list of all the truths I wanted to tell the world. If I were to go out right then, what did I not say that I wanted people to know? And I did the same thing again. So I made a list of the truth about 
and the whole first season is the truth about a certain topic. So at the beginning of the episode, it's just me, I'm talking about that topic, and then I bring on a guest that I, I love, or they're an expert in that topic, and we chat it out. And it's uncensored, like actually uncensored, like they can disagree with me and I'm not going to try and cancel them. Um, yeah, so it, it's going to be dope and I hope it starts a lot of conversation and it's going to be funny and it's, it's way more like late night style because that's what I grew up loving is like late night talk shows, the monologues like Colbert and those guys. Oh, I still love it. And what, what do you, what's your <laughs> ultimate goal now? Do you have like a, I mean, usually when everyone moves to LA, they have a certain idea. Like I know you were doing acting gigs and that kind of stuff. Now yeah. I go. Okay, you're you're so much bigger than a, and I I mean this is a compliment. You're so much okay. bigger than an actor. You know what I mean? Thanks. Thank because you. an actor is always looking to play other people. I, you're like just I see you as um as a fan, someone who's just becoming more and more and more themselves and more and more more authentic, rather than looking for characters to play. You're being more of yourself, and Whoa. then it's sort of inspire. It's like inspiring. Like that's you know a very I mean? nice compliment. That's thank you. That's like a Good. that's like a. Hmm, thank you. That's a very nice oh. compliment. Um, I think I it's a, a lot of us see you like that. A lot of us see you like that. You're like the best friend we all need right now for that, that reason. I hope to keep being that. I'm waking up, I swear. I was asleep for a long time because of all the pain, all the things I was going through. And I feel like I'm waking up. So I think the pod is going to be a really fun way for people to get to know me more too. And it's going to be funny. Like that, the opening is always just it's comedy mixed with the truth, which is like my favorite little recipe. Um, and then the conversations, I think you're going to see more of me in it. And I'm going to be adding in the Go Team All-Stars as a side shoot of the pod, uh, which is just like a 15 minute motivational talking to someone I love or just ranting myself about something positive, motivational, a lesson I learned, something like that, just to like keep us all going. Uh, the mm. course, the pain-free by 23, that to me is the most important thing I've ever done in my entire life and might ever do, who knows, you know, like that's huge to me. So I'm excited to really be pushing that out and then pushing through like the natural products, getting people back on natural stuff. So I like that. And, and um, oh my God, I just realized I naturally do cheerleading. That's what I do all the time. But speaking of movies, I am, um, you know, I do have movies that come to me and people ask me to be in them. I said no to a bunch because I was like, it has to be good to take up that much of my time. Like it has to be really me, but I've been writing a ton too. So there's a couple of projects I will be in of other people's, but mainly what I want to be doing is producing and directing and being in my own that I wrote and casting dope people, like awesome comedians that you might not see in other movies. I want to bring back like those Will Ferrell style freaking comedies that are just like, Yes, please. Because it's funny and it's not politically correct, and I don't care. Don't watch it. <laughs> I want to bring back that stuff. I love it. Listen, this has been a thrill. We went um, in so many directions. I know. We could, I could probably talk to you for the rest of the day, but uh, you know, I've had my hour. I don't want to be too greedy. And <laughs> um, and this has been like almost like a little bit of a like because I'm a fan. I, this has been a, a bit of a, a starstruck sort of moment because you know this I just think you're the best. And uh, yeah, that's so, I can't believe you heard me on the radio all those years ago. That's Are so you kidding? I would listen to you all the time, so all the weird. time. It's weird for me the same way. Like how fun is life though, that we get to go in like these full circles and to know that like I was on my way to dance practice and I'm listening to you and going to practice or uh, getting better through my workouts and physio and stuff. Always, it was always your shows. I remember. That's awesome. yeah. That is so cool. Full circle. Anything else I want to say? Yeah, go team. And 
Arbor <laughs> Effect. You can find it everywhere on every platform. Uh, you can follow me on all the social medias. Uh, Instagram is letter I, letter B, Nicole Arbor. I'll be on YouTube. I'm everywhere. Just Google Nicole Arbor. It's really fun. And then, uh, yeah, Pain Free by 23 is coming out really soon too. So if you or anybody you know experiences chronic pain, I can help them. This will help them. And if not, I'll give you all your money. So there's no risk. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. I'm so glad we got to chat and I can't wait to see what you do next. I'll be following. Yay. Thank you. Go team. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you have a question or comment about this episode, leave it inside the app. Go to the app store, Kid Carson, or contact me through kidcarson.com. 